Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Christopher Coandra, Certified Financial Planner, is an innovative, comprehensive, informative, and cutting-edge podcast that discusses financial topics ranging from personal finance, economics, politics, and personal growth. Simply Financial will cover intriguing and thought-provoking questions so that the listener can simply increase their financial IQ. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra, for this week's episode of the Simply Financial Podcast. This is episode 27 of season number three. On today's episode, I wanted to talk about financial goal setting. Uh, Elliott Wealth Management is really prospering right now. We are having a lot of success. Uh, Our client retention is sky high. We are meeting a very high number of folks that are referred to us or are finding us on the internet through this podcast and other marketing measures we've done. So we are having an awful lot of success. And so the topic of financial goal setting is as prominent as ever. And when I first started the Simply Financial podcast back, oh, about two years ago now, I did an episode on financial goal setting, but I wanted to revisit it because our approach has changed a little bit. And again, it's been such a focal point in so many of the discussions and meetings and agendas that I've had over these past several weeks, I wanted to touch on the subject again, but to start with, goal setting. It's become a little bit of a cliche out there, not just financial goal setting, but goal setting in general, but it's so very important that it being a cliche, I think is a little bit of a shame. And so my thought is that a lot of people know they should set goals and that's widely communicated out there through social media, books, magazines, podcasts, and so on. But the how-to, the how-to set goals, I think is lost on many people. There's a system out there, one of those uh, things to help you keep... uh, You know, an acronym, I guess, is the right term, and it's the SMART system for goal setting. So SMART is S for specific, M for measurable, A for attainable, R for reasonable, and T for time frame. So let's just go through this kind of quickly, and then I want to share some of my own thoughts about goal setting, especially financial goal setting. So specific, when you're setting a goal, you should be using quantifiable metrics. So in the financial goal setting realm, if you wanted to retire, uh, you would more likely say, I want to have X number of dollars at such and such an age, as opposed to saying, I would like to retire early with enough money to be successful. Um, The first example is specific. The second is unspecific. And to increase the chances that you hit your goals 
and you stay mindful of your goals is you want to be specific. M is for measurable, uh, and that's related to specific. You want to be able to measure your progress. So if you say, I want to retire at, say, 65, I'm just making up an age, I want to retire at 65, and let's say you're 55, well, then it's measurable. You have a 10-year timeline, and you could measure your progress in between 55 and 65, and if that age is tied to a specific dollar amount, like in my first example in the specific category, you could see your progress towards the monetary specific goal that you set. It should be measurable that you could track your progress. Um, A is for attainable. It should be a goal that can be accomplished. It's widely accepted that you don't want to set a goal that's too easy. You want to strive for something that you have to push yourself to accomplish. If it's a worthy goal, pushing yourself to attain that goal is worthwhile. So you don't, on the other side of the spectrum, want to have it so pie in the sky, like in the next 10 years I want to accumulate you know, $10 billion. If that's not attainable, you know, you're going to lose interest in your goal and uh, tracking the progress will be more stressful and counterproductive and you're likely to give up on the goal if it's not attainable. Um, the fourth thing is it needs to be reasonable. Uh, it should make sense in your overall um, life where you are balancing work, life, health, all of those different things. You should have reasonableness built into whatever goals you're setting. And then lastly, time frame. Uh, it falls similarly to specific. Uh, you don't want to set a goal of, I want to be rich. It's not specific, but you also don't have a time frame. You don't want to say, I want to retire someday. You don't want to say, I want to start my own business or I want to, I want to buy a second home. You want to attach a time frame to it. Again, using the smart system increases the chances you stay on the right path and you actually achieve your goals. So you could get more information on that if you just Google smart system. This is not my system. I am stealing this idea uh, from what I've read and heard over my 26-year career. Um, one thing that the smart system doesn't, doesn't speak to, which I believe is crucially important, and this is widely accepted as very important, is that you need to write your goals down. Uh, if you write them down, the chances that you are successful and achieve those goals go way, way up. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that you need to think short, mid, and long term. I think this is very important in all goal setting, but is especially important in financial goal setting, is if let's say you are 30 years old, as an example, and you say, I want to retire at 65 with so much money. You know, that's a 35-year time horizon. If you just think long-term, you can be successful, and if you stay on track, you will be successful in all likelihood. But if you could combine that with thinking in the short-term and in the mid-term, you'll have more satisfaction, and I think in my experience and opinion, you'll have a much greater likelihood that you accomplish a goal. So if you had a long-term goal of retiring at, say, early, at, say, 60, just as an example, 
and you're 30, so that's 30 years. I know I changed my example, so bear with me. I'm doing this on the fly. And so that's 30 years. It's hard to stay focused on something that's that far into the future for most people. But if you could combine that long-term goal with a short-term goal of saving X percentage into your retirement account, uh, it could be a 401k, traditional IRA, Roth IRA, SEP IRA, doesn't really matter. But if you could combine that long-term goal with a short-term goal of what you can do today that puts you on the path to achieve that long-term goal, now you're really cooking. And you can add to that by a midterm goal, something that is more digestible. So long-term goal is 30 years down the line. This year, you have a goal as to how much you want to save into your retirement account. And then you combine that with the third piece, something midterm to say, I would like to have X number of dollars accumulated in my retirement nest egg within five years. That combination is going to be much more effective than just focusing on long term, which I think is what most people do because I am like most people. I will look to the future and I could stay focused on the future. But if I can also pay attention to short-term goals, what is controllable today, this week, this month, and this year, it helps me stay on track. And I think a mistake that I see a lot is advisors with their clients or people in general will set long-term goals but not pair with short and midterm. So you want to think short, mid, and long-term. I'm also a big believer in telling people you can hold yourself accountable and if you have the right personality type, uh, that will work fine. But I find even though I hold myself accountable, I achieve better results when I share my goals with people. So oftentimes I'm married, it'll be with my wife Joelle. In the business setting here at Elliott Wealth Management Services, we have an, an amazing team and we have goals for the practice. And they're set on quarterly goals, we have weekly goals, we have annual goals, and there's also a vision for what we want to accomplish over the long term. And every month we have a team meeting where we review the progress towards our goals. Are we ahead? Are we behind? Why? What's working? What's not working? And so you, I find that by sharing with someone, it helps with your accountability and for me at least, I don't know if everybody is like I am, that also puts in play the embarrassment factor. I really, really don't like being embarrassed. And I hold true to my word whenever possible. I'll go to great lengths to keep my word on any given thing. So if I say to someone, I'm going to lose X number of pounds or I say to someone I want to do X in the business setting or Joelle and I talk and we agree we want to do this, that and another thing and that's our goal let's say for the year 2019. When I talk about that, uh, I don't want to be embarrassed by falling short and that helps me stay on track and achieve my goals and if you haven't used that tool before, um, give it a try it works really, really well. Of course, you need to be telling people that you care about, that you respect, that have an interest in your success. It could be family, could be friends, coworkers, uh, could be supervisor, could be a subordinate. Doesn't really matter. Depends on the situation. But 
It helps with accountability and it puts in play what I call the embarrassment factor. Another element of this that I think is lost on people is you not only want to write down your goals, but I also am a strong believer in tracking your progress. So going back to my illustration a little bit before where you have a 30-year-old that has a goal of retiring at age 60, it's 30 years down the line. Hard to stay focused on that. And then we married it with a short and a midterm goal. But for this to really work successfully, uh, to work optimally, you need also to track that progress. At the end of the year, going back to my previous example, you want to see if you actually saved how much you had set a goal for that year. You need to track that. And then you need to track to see, are you on pace to achieve the five-year goal? And then does that put you on pace to get to the long-term goal that is 30 years down the line? You need to track the progress. Uh, On this show and in the practice here at Elliott Wealth Management where we help people win with money, we help you win with money, we want to track that progress. You want to track your investment portfolio to check out performance. You want to keep track of money that you're saving and investing. Keep track of money that you're applying to pay down debt if that's part of your financial plan. These are things that you want to keep track of. You do not need to be spending 20 hours a week tracking, but you need to be spending more than zero a year in hours tracking. There's an old adage in the financial planning industry that unfortunately for many people still holds true today and that is most people spend more time planning for their next vacation than they do for their financial future and their financial security. And when you're working with us, that's not going to happen because we're going to talk a lot about your goals and objectives and the tracking of your progress. So track your progress, really, really important. And Another thing that I wanted to mention, I alluded to it a little bit ago, is that you do want to spend time focusing on what you can control. If you're setting goals, especially long-term goals, sometimes a lot of it is outside your control and the future is so uncertain and it's more uncertain the farther you go out and that could be problematic in goal setting and staying on the path to success. So I like to focus on what's right in front of me, what I can control. So going back to the short, mid, and long term, if I had to pick, and you don't have to, but if I had to pick, I'd pick short-term goals if I could only pick one of the three as opposed to long-term goals. Because if you just focus on what's in front of you and you win with money this week this month and this year, you're very likely to win with money over the long term. Whereas if you just have a long-term goal, you could lose sight of what you need to be doing today, this week, and this month to drive forward towards your goals. And so focus on what you can control. Another good example of this is sometimes I'll meet with people, go back to that 30-year-old. You meet somebody that's 30 and they say they want to retire at 60. That's 30 years. There's so many variables, so much uncertainty over those 30 years. Um, Is their marriage situation going to change? Are they going to have children? And if so, how many? Um, They're not likely to stay in the same job. In fact, in today's uh, fast-changing world, they may change industries several times over the course of their career. Um, They're likely to have income changes. More than likely, that's going to mean higher income over time. There's so many factors 
to try and plan 30 years in advance could be an unbelievably difficult proposition. And so much is out of that person's control. What's inflation going to be? What actually returns are you going to get on your investments? What's tax policy in the country going to be? There's so many uncertainties. So it's good to have long-term goals. I'm very much in favor of that. But I want to stress, I've maybe beaten this to a pulp, but you want to stick also with things that are controllable, bite-sized controllable things that you could do to achieve your short-term goals as well as your mid- and long-term goals. Um, Take bite-sized pieces that are digestible and that'll lead to greater success. Uh, Like I said, there's just a danger in focusing too far in um, too far into the future with long-term goals. So I'm going to leave it there. Uh, On the next episode, I'm going to have uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Eric Lopkin. I've been a guest on his Success Showcase podcast before. We also, for several years now, have hosted jointly uh, a local radio show here in Hartford County. It used to be called The Business Buzz. Today it's called Carnivore Radio. Really good guy. We're going to get into goal setting with him a little bit. So we're going to kind of have a twofer. Hopefully you got value out of uh, my thoughts on goal setting. As always, uh, please, please, I would greatly appreciate it if you would subscribe to this podcast. We want to drive our numbers higher. Also, go to the ElliottWealth.com website. There's tons of information about my team about me, about how we help clients win with money. Uh, There's white papers there, calculators there. Uh, There's a library of all the podcasts, lots of good stuff. So please check out the website. And if you aren't a client of ours already and you're hearing this, we offer a complimentary no-cost consultation. We could do that in person or if it makes more sense, we could do it remotely and We could talk a little bit about how we work with clients, find out about you and your goals, and see if we can't be helpful. Thank you much. I'll be back with you very soon on the next episode of the Simply Financial Podcast. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of Sage Point Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies, websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with Sage Point Financial. Simply Financial is part of the Exvadio Podcast Network. You can find Exvadio Podcasts at exvadio.com slash podcast, the Apple Podcasts app, iTunes Store, iHeartRadio app, 
Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts. So join us and stay informed and entertained. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.